Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It is Dr. G, and welcome back to another week of awesomeness. Today, I have Regina Huber, and she's going to tell you all about who she is and what she is up to. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, uh, Jermaine. It's, it's a delight to be here with you, and I love the title of your podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was looking forward to this. Awesome, awesome. And so, you know, you know how I like to be very uh, transparent uh, on this show, and I just have to let you know that we had quite the adventure getting this up and running today, I will say because we tried all the things, all the iterations, tried to figure out what was going on with the audio. I could hear her, she couldn't hear me. We flipped platforms, we did all the stuff. And I wanna say that even before we got started with this recording, clearly, clearly we demonstrated um, ultimate patience and ultimate tenacity because it was meant for us to speak today. It was meant for her to share with you her awesomeness. So, oh my goodness, I just want to let you know that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't know what happens behind the scenes and you know how they always say that there's all this chaos before the show goes on. Well, there was a little bit of chaos before this show went on today. So just sharing it with you, Tribe. So Regina, I want to tell everybody what, what you do, like what you're up to. Yeah, sure. So my complete name is Regina Huber. I'm the CEO and founder of Transform Your Performance with the same website. And uh, I, you know, because of my fearlessness, I could say, I got the opportunity to gather a pretty eclectic experience on five continents. And that included some management positions at a global consulting firm and some other gigs around the world and also owning businesses in Argentina and Brazil before opening my current business in New York, which is Transform Your Performance. So Transform Your Performance is a coaching, training, and speaking business. And as the CEO of Transform Your Performance, I'm a multicultural transformational leadership coach and an international inspirational speaker, as well as the author of the book, Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. And I've also created my signature framework for coaching, which is called Powerful Leadership Transformation, or PLT. And yeah, and, and uh, so I've spent a lot of time in South, Af- uh, in South America, sorry, and, uh, and uh, also uh, lived some time in Spain, seven years to be exact, worked a lot with Portugal. I also lived in San Francisco three and a half years, but more recently I've spent 
uh, more time on the African continent and I'm currently based in, in New York City. And I've also just created a brand new online course because of course now, you know, now this year a lot more is online and it's yeah. called yeah. Own Your Brilliance to Advance Your Career. So that's it. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. And uh -huh. so... I am sure that you didn't just wake up one day and just said, you know, look, I'm going to have this incredible global experience. I'm going to be making incredible impact in multiple places. What happened? Like, what got you started with that? Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing because I grew up as the shyest little girl that you can imagine, the shyest girl in, in the tiny village um, that, that I was born into. And back then, you know, my, my world was really tiny and small and we never got to travel anywhere during vacations because I grew up on a farm and my parents never had a vacation. Yeah, so they were pretty much tied to the same place. But deep inside, I always had this tremendous curiosity and this adventurous spirit. And, and this really pushed me out into the world. And even as a little girl, I would oftentimes sit in my favorite hiding place, which you will not guess it, it was the bathtub. Oh, look at that. <laughs> the family bathtub. Yeah, I would myself lock up in the bathroom and, and hide in there and I would be dreaming about faraway places and, and what life would be like in those places, you know, and, and so it, it's funny because even at the age of 16, I, this, I, tr I hitchhiked to Amsterdam all the way from that oh, little wow. village to the Netherlands with a friend, yeah. And, and she was 18, I was 16. And then at the age of 19, I left my parents' house and I, I moved to Munich first. And ever since I've pretty much lived the life of a nomad. And, uh, you, you know, in, in line with the title of your show, you could say that I'm an adventurous freedom seeker. <laughs> wow, so that has to be, I mean, even that first experience, even though you were driven by desire to see the world, right? That mm -hmm. sounds like was your impetus for leaving the farm and headed out to a big city, right? Um, yeah. You must have had that sensation of like, yes, excitement, but afraid at the same time of what you would find. Like, what if when you went out there and searched the world, you did not find the places that you thought you'd find? Like, did you ever experience that? Well, I actually think I didn't find the places I thought I would find because the first time I moved abroad, I moved to a country that I'd never been to except for a short visit. You know, it's just an opportunity that came up for me. And that was uh, Madrid, the, the city of Madrid in Spain. And uh, I didn't speak Spanish. I had to learn Spanish before, before going, but I only had a few months, right? And then I just, I just went because it was an opportunity. I didn't sure. really, I just did it, you know? And, and I think I've always really been about freedom, as, as also my book title says, the freedom to speak up, stand out and shine. And, but at the time I wasn't aware, I wasn't doing these things as consciously as now, of course, because I just, I just did it. I just said, okay, here's an opportunity, grab it, or it's gonna be gone, right? And so every, every time I moved somewhere, it was a whole new world. And when I moved to Spain, it was pretty much a culture shock for me because, you know, the culture is quite different. And I had, I had been living in a, in a sort of big city, Munich, right? But not right. as big as Madrid. 
and it, it, it was an international place, but it still was very different. And uh, it, was, it was quite a challenge in the beginning because Spaniards talk very fast and very loud. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then it's not, it's not always the same, like uh, basically like the context of the speech is not the same as what you might learn in school. And yeah, it's, it's different. <laughs> Yeah. So to you for just jumping right in. And I'm sure that at the end of that experience, you ended up actually being quite fluent in Spanish, no? Yes, yes, sure. Because I spent seven years in Spain and another uh, total of uh, four and a half years in Argentina. So I lived in Argentina twice, actually, just like in Brazil as well. And uh, well, Brazil is, of course, Portuguese, Portuguese. But, you know, but I also while I was in Spain, I learned Portuguese because I traveled a lot to Portugal for, for business mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. that was my chance and I grabbed it, yeah. Right. And I love languages. <laughs> you know, that's actually, um, so, um, so when you were in Germany, did you learn uh, English as well as German in school? Yeah, and my first, how you yeah. were able to yeah. do that, that rapid um, acquisition of language when you were an adult essentially yeah you no i did learn harder. english yes i did okay. learn english and french so my first foreign language was actually latin right okay nobody speaks latin but it's a good basis <laughs> <laughs> it's a good basis you know for for some other languages not so much for english maybe as it is for french and, and spanish and portuguese but uh, and i i would have had a really easy time to speak speak Italian and it's a beautiful language and I think it would have been the easiest language but of course I didn't move anywhere where Italian was spoken so my <laughs> Italian is more rudimentary it's I can make myself understood during a vacation if I have to but but I don't speak it fluently no but I did yeah I did certainly study English and uh, and French at school okay yeah okay. Uh -huh. all right that that's yeah. as that is huge because I I know even for uh, myself and I tried mm -hmm. to learn another language it was much more difficult as an adult whereas my yeah. children you know they just pick it up really quickly and so yeah. you know you know how it is as adults we tend to have more hardwired uh, um, circuits and so therefore we're not as uh, easy to to learn big things like that like a whole other language <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but it's it's good, you know, because it's 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 really good to open up your mind. It's not just the travel itself, which is of course sometimes even mind blowing, but it's yeah. also when you learn a language, you learn a different way to think. Because as you said earlier, you know, it, it, it changes not just the structure of of a sentence, but also the words you use. And there are certain words that are not translatable. Um, there's so much richness of culture in a language, so so you automatically learn a lot yes. through a language. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fantastic, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, you know that is a, that is really really neat, and I'm sure that you are going to be inspiring quite a few people who are listening to the podcast because um, you know everybody has been focused on being at home as um, basically, you know, we're trying to do what we can to make sure that we do not uh, end up ill or help, you know, be a conduit through where others can also become ill. So, you know, talking about travel, 
people talking about being in different places is very inspiring and encouraging. So, you know, thanks for sharing your experiences. So you, so first you went from the farm to the big city, and then from there you went to the opportunity in Spain, in Madrid. And then you said that you were going back and forth to Portugal for business, and then you ultimately ended up in Argentina. Did you go to Argentina immediately after you left Spain, or how did that part happen? So it actually was Brazil first. I went to Brazil oh, for, okay. for, for, for uh, almost six months. And then I went back to Germany for almost two years uh, and did some international projects uh, all over Europe. Um, and uh, after that, I moved to Argentina, but I had been to Argentina briefly for business before. That's when I also left, uh, you know, the, the consulting firm where I was working at and I left uh, for Argentina for a, another, uh, it was a startup and I did some work for them. But of course it was not a, a real employment situation. I was an outside consultant and, and then the Argentinian crisis hit and I got hired back into my previous uh, firm uh, to into their San Francisco office. So I went to San Francisco. I also, in the meantime, had spent some time in Brazil again and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all like back and forth. But uh, I spent three and a half years in San Francisco. And from there, I moved back to Argentina. I left my uh, well-paying job behind. And I just traveled to another continent with a dream in my pocket. And I wanted to open a better breakfast for dancers. And, and I love dance. Okay. So okay. And for, 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 for Buenos, and Buenos Aires. And I did that, and there's a few really exciting stories just in that, of course, because there's so much adventure in my life. But for example, I I had to pay for my for the house I, I bought for the bed and breakfast. Okay. I had to pay in cash and in dollars, and I had to bring it from one bank to the other. And I was literally carrying that money, several hundred thousand dollars, in my socks right. across the oh city. My God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. There has to be some fear involved in that. You know, like, yeah. what if somebody, like, you know, took from you and route? Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, the issue was I didn't have a car and it wasn't safe. It wasn't supposed to be safe to, to, to take a taxi right outside the bank because you know, there was a lot of going on with the taxi money. drivers. Yeah. Oh, no. So I was walking okay. and walking, walking, walking. And then after a while, I took a cab. But, uh, you know, it was quite adventurous. But I, I figured, you know, if you want to get something really bad or achieve something really bad, you sometimes got to take a risk. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's after you've done that, that's when the humongous breakthroughs happen. <laughs> yeah, although I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And also, I mean, this wasn't like yesterday or last year or something like that. So I don't, I you know, I don't know like what the mm -hmm. environment was as far as um, you know crime or whatever it was at that time. So, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. It was definitely a risk. That, that's how uh, how much I can say. I mean, you know, people did all sorts of things to to move around those dangerous situations, and it was sure, it's yeah. not the safest thing to do. That's for sure. But anyway, uh, so story, and you're unscathed. So there you go. Yeah, now I have a story to tell, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
but there's a lot, you know, there's so many stories. I've had a, a gun to my head, I've got a knife to my chest, I've run yes. for my life a few times. And yes. that was actually not necessarily you there, you know. So like, you know, blase, like, yeah, <laughs> oh God, I just cut my head up, knife in my chest, I ah, to my life a few times. You used to say you run for your life once. You were like, ah, it's my life a few times. Twice, yeah, okay. I guess, yeah. That wasn't really a zero. <laughs> is like what is going on so you gotta tell at least one of those stories like why would you ever have a gun to your head and why would you ever have to run for your life more than once well, the gun to my head was more actually because I was moving around Rio de Janeiro with a tourist friend from Germany. And, you know, I sort of knew how to move, how to move with money, how to do all these things. So she wanted to exchange money and it was a pretty big amount she wanted to exchange at a bank. And, and that was not originally in our plans. And there are not so many places that so we had to go somewhere a little farther away. And I told her at the time, you know, really give me half of your money. Um, I would always usually have a crossover back, but that day I didn't have one because I wasn't really prepared for it. But so I had a clutch back, which I hardly ever did, but it actually probably saved my life. Uh, so then she had part of the money. I had part of the money. She was, we were walking into the garden area of a restaurant and there was literally a, a security guy standing in front of us an armed security guy standing in front of us and as she was she already was in and I was walking in and a guy grabs me they came in a motorcycle and they grabbed me by the by the arm and uh, literally said and, and pulled a gun out and said give me the money give me the money they must have you know worked in a gang and observed us already and uh, and uh I gave him my clutch back, but I had the money in my pockets. Wow. So I did not give the money. He had my, you know, the keys. I had to make the keys again and all of that. But uh, I, there was maybe $60 in my back and, you know, and a phone. It wasn't a super expensive phone. So, yeah, but the money was in my pockets. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, he ran away wow. with the back, you know, they, they disappeared, but the security guy didn't do anything. So yeah, that's what happened. And you move differently as a tourist. You know, I had been yes. living there for a while. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, I do things differently. Yeah. You, you're still not safe because I also, there were people who lived in favelas, the dancer friends that I used to dance with who got killed for a few bucks, you know, on a, on a, on a van or something. Uh, but, but at least you know how to move when you're not a tourist, you know, oh but I've also have to say, I've oh also been God. to places in Johannesburg that not even my local friends go to, you know, because and I didn't go by myself. I wasn't stupid and just went, you know, I, I, but okay. I did go with some locals, but, but it was still not without a risk, but I wanted to just right. really have some great adventures and see, I always am really curious what life is really like in certain areas. And I also did mm -hmm. night bike rides through Johannesburg and all of that when visiting. So yeah, my adventures feel more than a book, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not kidding. Wow. 
Wow. And then, you know, the, the, the insane piece of this is that you're like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this happened in this country. And then what do I hear? <laughs> but I've been very protected. There was, there was a uh, there was a reward. And here I am <laughs> to tell the story. It's fantastic. But, you know, you can go with me because I feel like I'm protected. I don't know. I, I just somehow know I have a long life and I'm protected. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting sometimes, you know, I was in Yaoundé in, in Cameroon, what was it now, two or three years ago, and I was, I was um, organizing a conference together with two other women, and, and uh, one day I was also taking a collective taxi a few times, you know, you're, 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 uh, in a taxi with maybe six, seven other people in a, in a, in a oh, small wow. car. And then you tell them where you go, you negotiate the, the, the fare, and then you never know when you're actually going to get to your destination because it depends on where the other people are going. So you can end up in that taxi for an hour and a half or whatever, oh, right? Oh, or two hours. And, and it's, it's sort of weird because there's no phone network or no wireless network. So you cannot really uh, look it up on the map on your phone. And we're so used to it now, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that it's sort of weird because you're disconnected and you, you have no clue where you are in the city. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, it's, those are the best moments of traveling in hindsight, you know? <laughs> Wow, that's that's definitely fearless. There's no doubt. <laughs> wow, that's something else. You know, what I don't know you... if you. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. You said you didn't. No, know sometimes that. if you if you ask me, oh, would you do exactly the same thing again? I don't know because it's in the spur, you know, on the spur of the moment. It's like in mm. that moment, it works. I don't know. Would I do everything again? I don't know. I cannot say that for sure, but I, I, I have a huge list. I mean, we would be here forever. If I <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's great. That is great. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then, um, you know, so just let, let the tribe know exactly how they can get in contact with you again. So, cause I'm sure after listening to your stories, they're going to want to get in contact with you. <laughs> Yeah, and I also had my pain stories where I had to really st start over from scratch like nine years ago, you know, when I moved to New York City and all these things. I've shared them in many other podcasts. So, uh, you know, it's it's been broadly shared. But um, yeah, one last sentence I want to say, though, is really yeah. that everything I do is in the service of freedom. That is really the one thing that I that that is so important for me. And I will never sacrifice freedom for safety. Yes, I will not do it. I will not do it because I don't think it's worth it because, you know, several people have said before, and I can't remember who exactly, but I know it's a famous quote that once you sacrifice freedom for safety, you lose both. Interesting. So, yeah. So, yeah, but where to find me? So I have two yes, websites, I actually. <laughs> I have my website, transformyourperformance.com. 
Uh, and then I also have a, a smaller website where I love to connect with people. It's called followregina.com. This is also where you can sign up for my mailing list or uh, you know, receive free resources. There's also a free career accelerator mini course on that website. And then of course I'm on LinkedIn as Regina Huber, first and last. Also on YouTube, my channel is also Regina Huber. I share some videos there that can inspire you. And then my book, Speak Up, Stand Out and Shine, is on Amazon. Fantastic, fantastic. And then we have a tradition on the show, and it is a fill in the blank. And so are you ready? Are you ready to fill in the blank? I am okay. ready. Fantastic. The first one is, if I am fearless, I will. If I'm fearless, I will be able to move mountains. Love it. This love it. My love inspirational. It. It's not just me, it's everybody. I got you. No, that's fantastic. And then the next one is to me, fearless freedom means. I think I want to say again what I said before is never to sacrifice freedom for safety and to courageously defend this freedom. And, you know, when it gets challenging, I connect with my heart because fear is in our mind, but mm -hmm. courage is in our heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm curious as what this one is. My battle cry is freedom the freedom to speak up stand out and shine and to move and to travel and to dance and to do what you know to really uh, really really live your free will and to determine your own life and path love it love it love it love it it has been such a pleasure having you on the show and i know the tribe is loving all of your energy and loving your stories and so oh, we really you. appreciate your time and being on here yes and i am i'm saying the same i've enjoyed this very much i've also enjoyed our pantomime before the show <laughs> where i couldn't hear you and Lina. i was lip reading <laughs> i'm developing Lina. a new skill Okay, well, I hope to stay in touch. Yes, absolutely. We surely will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.